Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 453 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you with that solo dolo weekend wrap-up episode. Got a lot to dive into with the fighting fills. You already know what's going down. Talk a little union towards the end of the show. And, of course, it's QB1's birthday as I record this on Sunday night, Monday morning, when you guys are listening and viewing. Uh, but we got a lot to dive into with the Philadelphia Phillies. So if you're a big Phillies fan, strap in, lock in, let's ride. We got a lot to get into following that Sunday night baseball matchup between the Dodgers and the Padres and the Phillies four-game sweep over that stolen franchise, that poverty franchise, the Washington Nationals. But before we get started, make sure you're following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI, Twitter, Instagram, if you're watching this early in the morning, you still have a smidge of time to get in on our giveaway on Twitter at UndergroundPHI uh, for the Brian Dawkins limited edition one of 3,000 variant cover comic books of Wolverine issue number 22. You have a very limited amount of time. Like, Stop the episode right now. If you're watching this at 7 a.m., go enter the giveaway. Uh, we are picking the winner Monday night. Uh, so go check that out at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Matt on Twitter, who you see on Wednesday nights with me, at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. That's one, two, three, four, five. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way, helps more people find the show, and really helps us continue to grow this thing to where we want to get to. So go Apple Podcast, Spotify, be a friend, tell a friend, subscribe to the podcast feed, and leave that five-star review. Also, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. We're on that road to 1K, hashtag road to 1K for the YouTube channel. We are currently sitting at 205 YouTube subscribers on that road to 1K. Let's get to... I want to set the goal of us getting to 300 by the end of August. That is the goal, is to get to 300 by the end of August. So be a friend, tell a friend, subscribe to the YouTube channel, smash that like button, click the bell icon so you don't miss a single second of the... You know what? We're going to start saying ring that bell icon. Shout out to the Phils. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below how you're feeling about the fightings heading into a, a very important stretch of baseball here in the month of August. And... uh be a friend, tell a friend. Share the YouTube channel with your people. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, 
Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, it is still summertime fine out there. And when you're going down to the ballpark, when you're heading down to the pitch to go catch the Union, going to Eagles open training camp and preseason games, you should be rocking Tomahawk Shades. So the best in the game, they got the prescription lenses available now. So go get your prescription lenses, get your blue light glasses for when you're watching the games at home on TV, and of course get your sunnies when you're outside doing the damn thing and living your best damn summer life. Tomahawkshades.com, and when you go to check out, use promo code USP for 25% off your entire order at Tomahawkshades.com. That's promo code USP for 25% off your order at Tomahawkshades.com. Kenwood Beer, it's the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use that all-new and improved Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area to celebrate every single Phil's win for the rest of the season and heading into Eagles season. That's KenwoodBeer.com and use that Kenny Tracker. you got to be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Bino. Go to BinoBoard.com, that's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com, and use code BINOUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. That includes boards, custom boards, accessories, merch, all that good stuff, BinoBoard.com, code BINOUSP for 10% off your order. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the fightings, the fighting fills, are doing the damn thing. It's so nice of everybody to suddenly realize that we have a good baseball team in Philadelphia again. The Phillies do the damn thing. Uh, they are currently on a five-game win streak and have won nine out of their last ten. And I want to say ten out of their last eleven. Yeah, ten out of their last eleven. Their only loss coming uh, in that bullpen game against the Braves in that stretch but they have won a four-game sweep against the poverty franchise Washington Nationals, beating them this weekend by scores of 5-4, to 7-2, 11-5, and 13-1. Ladies and gents, they sweep out the Nats on Alumni Weekend, and this team is so hot right now. They are currently sitting at 60-48, and 9-1 in their last 10, which is the best 10-game stretch in the division right now. They're 30 and 25 at home, 30 and 23 on the road, 60 and 48, just three games behind the Atlanta Braves for second place in the division and for the first wild card spot. Uh, I am just so stoked right now. The Phillies did not reach win number 60 in 2021 until August 12th. As I sit here and record this, they recorded win number 60 on August 7th. So they are ahead of schedule there. I'm going to pull up their uh, win totals game by game in 2019. And in 2018. So in 2019, the Phillies, when they finished 81 and 81, did not reach win number 60 until, ladies and gentlemen... Win number 60 came on August 9th. So, again, ahead of the pace 
where the Phillies were back in 2019. And in 2018, which was the season that, you know, it seemed like sunshine and rainbows, but the Phillies finished 80-82 and 82 that season. And in 2018, win number 60 came a little bit earlier, August 2nd. So a little bit earlier. But right, right there, they're on that pace, and if they don't have that epic collapse in September like they did when they went on those massive losing streaks and just couldn't put it together, and they lost what's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They lost nine in a row in the month of September. That was horrendous. Um, the Phillies are hot right now, ladies and gents, and I, I couldn't be happier. This team is so much fun. They're doing this. They just got Gene Segura back on Thursday. They're doing this without Bryce Harper, who has been out of the lineup since I, I don't even remember the last time Bryce Harper played a game for the Phillies. Uh, I'm going to try to pull that up here and see when the last time Bryce played a game for the Phillies was. I forget when he got hit in the hand. I know it was against the Padres. Um... So let's see. Bryce Harper has not been on the field or in the lineup for the Phillies since Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Bum, 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 bum. Bryce has played in 64 games this year. 64. He has not played in a game since... I mean, it's, it's been well over a month. He was placed on the injured list late June, June 26th. So it's been like a month and a half since we haven't had Bryce in the lineup. Um, and the Phillies have been able to stay above water. They've been able to make massive additions at the trade deadline who have contributed right off the bat. David Robertson has a save already. Noah Syndergaard pitched a complete game technically in his first outing, even though it was shortened by the rain. Uh, and Brandon Marsh has played and has gotten on base, has hit the ball well, and this Phillies team looks like they are poised for a postseason berth as they sit at 60-48 and 48 in the second wild card spot right now, uh, only behind the Atlanta Braves because the Padres, as the Phillies won four games in a row against the Nationals this weekend, the Padres lost four games in a row to the Dodgers, uh, and I find it very, very comedic that even though the Padres made the trade for Juan Soto, it's very cool uh, that they got him and everything from the Nationals. 
they now sit at 61 and 50. They are well back of the Dodgers in their division. And the Phillies just took advantage of it. Even though they had no direct correlation with it. They took advantage of the Padres playing a very good Dodger team. And they won. They they answered the bell. And the Phillies schedule coming up. They do not play on Monday. But starting on Tuesday, a three-game set at home against the Miami Marlins. Then they go on the road for three. I believe it's three. I'm going to double check that. It's either three or four on the road after that uh, Miami series against the New York Mets. Then they're on the road again for three against the Reds. I think there's a double. Yeah, so there's a double header the following week. Um, so it is three against the Marlins, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the road against the Mets. So that'll be a big test. Three on the road against the, the Reds after that. Then there's an off day on August 18th. Then four at home against the Mets. Three on, at home against the... or Sorry, four at home against the Reds. Three at home against the Pirates. So big home stand there at the end of August. And then you go on the road for six. Uh, you round out August three on the road against the Diamondbacks. And then you kick off September on the road against the Giants. Uh, before coming home to play the Marlins, the Nationals, the Marlins on the road, the Braves on the road, Toronto and Atlanta at home, Chicago, Washington, and Houston all on the road to round out the rest of the season. Things are looking good right now for the Phillies. Um, I'm just very, like, it, it brings me so much joy knowing that the Phillies are playing like this. They don't have a full lineup in. They have guys stepping up all over the place, whether it's Derek Hall, Nick Maton, uh, Bryson Stott, uh, who else is in this lineup that is like just absolutely stepping. I mean, Alec Bohm continues to dominate. Reese Hoskins. Remember when everybody was saying to trade Reese Hoskins? That was hilarious. That was hilarious that Reese Hoskins' last hot streak was building his trade value. Good grief. Um, that always makes me laugh. Garrett Stubbs has been great. Uh, you know, seven, I'm into Nick Castellanos, ladies and gents, Nick Castellanos, who would have thunk maybe the boy was just slumping a little bit. And look at that. He's been on fire ever since, uh, Jim Salisbury asked him that stupid question. Um, the bullpen has been fantastic. Edmundo Sosa is great defensively. Um, the bullpen's been, oh, Matt Veerling. Hello, Santa Maria. Matt Veerling has been sensational for this team and so valuable for this team in so many different, like, facets. Um, and, I mean, the bullpen, who would have thunk this bullpen would step up the way that they have? You know, Andrew Bellotti, Brad Hand, Jose Alvarado, Nick Nelson, David Robertson now, Connor Brogdon, Sir Anthony Dominguez, um, Corey Kniebel. Like, the bullpen has just been fantastic and I think if Zach Eflin comes back at all this season throw him in the bullpen uh Jerry's Familia gone that's great for this bullpen and uh this team man this team is they're looking great and you know do I expect a World Series win this year no 
but this team has what it takes to get to the playoffs. They have what it takes to win a playoff series, in my opinion. Like, they are so hot right now that if I'm going into the postseason right now, I don't want to run into the Phillies. You'd be out of your mind if, you, if you're picking, you know, any team you'd want to play, and you pick the Phillies, good luck. Good luck. I would be flabbergasted if a team would be like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with playing against the Phils right now. You're out of your mind if you want to play against the, this Phillies team with how hot they are. Um, let's go to the NL East Run Differential, our favorite segment on this show, brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. Go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. It's free to play. Anybody can play. Go to playpickup.com and start playing those headlines. The Mets leading the division at 70-39 and 39 with a plus-111 run differential. They're hot right now. They took care of the Braves for us. That was great uh, to see that go down this weekend. The Atlanta Braves at 64-46. and 46. Five and five in their last ten. Lost three in a row. They're plus 81 in the run differential department. The fight in Phils at 60 and 48. Nine and a half games back in the division, but three games back of those Atlanta Bravos. Plus 72 in the run differential category. The Miami Marlins at 49 and 59 have really fallen off uh, big time. They are minus 36 in the run differential category. And that stolen poverty franchise, Washington Nationals, sitting at 36 and 74, minus 196 in the run differential department. The Dodgers leading the way in the National League uh, with a plus 226 run differential for the Dodgers. They've won eight straight, uh, which is the longest win streak in the National League right now. And you go over to the American League, the Yankees at plus 201. They've lost five in a row, though. It's been tough going for the Yanks. Uh, at plus 201, the Houston Astros at plus 126. It is a shame how bad both central divisions are in Major League Baseball because right now the Minnesota Twins lead the AL Central at 57 and 51 uh, with a plus 27 run differential. The Phils would be in first place in that division. The Phils would be tied for first place in the NL Central with the Cardinals, who are also at 60-48 and 48 and went on a hot streak of their own. They've won seven straight, uh, and they swept out the Yankees this weekend in St. Louis. Um, the Phils would be leading both of those divisions. It's absolutely crazy to think about. Um, and, I mean, it is kind of crazy, too, that both the Phillies and the Mariners, when you look at the wild card for both leagues, the Mariners right now, are the third wild card team? Uh, the Phils and the Mariners both have the longest postseason droughts in baseball, and if the postseason ended or if the postseason started today, both teams would make the playoffs um, for the first time for the Phils in ten years. So last time was twenty eleven. It's now twenty twenty two. Be eleven years since the last time. I mean, ten years technically since they haven't made it. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week 
on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And then the Mariners, it's obviously been since 2001, since they've made the playoffs. So yeah, the longest uh, MLB postseason droughts, the Mariners at 20 years, the Phillies at 10, the Angels and Tigers both at 7, the Royals and Pirates both at 6, the Orioles, Rangers, and Mets both at 5, the Diamondbacks at 4, the Rockies at 3, Nationals at 2, and then a whole bunch of teams Missed it in 2021, being the Twins, Cleveland, San Diego, Toronto, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami, and Chicago, being the Cubs. Um, but the longest droughts all time. Whew, 41 years for the St. Louis Browns. I mean, the Mariners' 20-year streak is right up there with the longest, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's the longest in the, like, it's the only one in the 2000s. That's crazy. But, yeah, the Mariners and Phils both poised to make the postseason, which is very exciting. Uh, Noah Syndergaard uh, made his debut this weekend. Obviously was cut short by some thunder and lightning and rain. Um, Very fitting for Thor to bring the Tunda uh, in his debut. But it gets marked down as a complete game because Nick Castellano saved the day with an outfield throwout uh, to get that final out of the top of the fifth inning, which made it a legal game. It made it a full, complete game um, in the records. So that was cool. I think Thor, he, he didn't give up like hard contact, which was great. I mean, the Nationals got a bunch of hits off of him, but nobody was getting like hard contact. I think that'll be... Just an adjustment thing. He obviously hadn't pitched in a while either. I'm not worried. I think he's going to be great here. Uh, Brandon Marsh looks great in the fucking powder blue unis. He's a legend. The beard is fantastic. He looks like Forrest Gump. He just keeps on running and running and running. And then David Robertson's back and he looks sensational. I'm so happy that he's getting like a redemption arc with the Phils. Um... He deserves it. He's like one of those guys that like always wanted to contribute here, always wanted to be here, and then it just didn't work out with his body, and now he's back, and I think he's on a, a big-time just like revenge tour against his own body to be like, you screwed me, and now I'm here to deliver for this city that wanted me here, and I think, like we said on Wednesday's show when we were breaking down the trade deadline, if the Phils make it to the postseason, which it looks like they are going to, uh, if all you know continues to go right, knock on wood, David Robertson being part of that is going to be really special, and I'm glad that uh, he's getting an opportunity to you know redeem himself uh, in Philadelphia because he's going to be one of those guys that we look back on as like wow, he was he was a fun fill to to root for. Um, Mickey Moniak, since going to the Angels, has two home runs, but he got hit on the hand. He's got a small fracture in his hand. Doesn't look like he's going to be out for the season, but he is going to miss some time now for the Angels. And just when the the going gets going for him, he gets shut down again. Um, Rooting for Mick. You guys know Mickey Moniak is uh, one of our hashtag guys on this podcast. So we're rooting for Mick. Hopefully he gets back soon and uh, 
can get back out on the diamond for the Angels because they need all the help they can get, ladies and gents. My goodness, is that team bad? Uh, I mean, looking at what the Phils have ahead, the Marlins and the Mets, like, you know, it's crunch time now with the division and everything. Um, you can certainly, you know, make some noise in the division if you go out and you you win some of these games against the Mets uh, this coming weekend. But I want to see what the Mets schedule looks like over the next few games. Let's see. So the Mets have Cincinnati coming up while we play the Marlins. Then us, obviously. Then they play the Braves for four on the road. Then they come back. Uh, and play us for four on the road. And then they get the Yankees for the other half of the Subway Series. Then they get Colorado, the Dodgers, and then the Washington Nationals um, for that first weekend in September. But it's not an easy schedule for the rest of August for the Mets. I mean, Cincinnati is Cincinnati. You have the Phils. You have the Braves for four. You have the Phils again. You have the Yankees. Uh, Colorado's Colorado, but they're always sneaky. And then you have the Dodgers. Like, that's one, two, three, four playoff teams right now that the Mets have to play over the rest of August, where the Phils have the Mets. The Mets are the only team left in the month of August that the Phillies play that are above 500. And if I'm not mistaken, the San Francisco Giants are also below 500. I'm going to pull that back up again. National League. Yeah, the Giants are two games under 500. So right now, the Phillies, for the rest of the season, as of now, on August 8th, as you guys are listening or watching this, have one, two... Three, four, five, six more series against teams with winning records. And teams total, that's one, two, three, four teams left that the Phillies play that have records over 500 as of August 8th. It's the Mets, the Braves, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Houston Astros. That's pretty ideal to me. <laughs> the rest of the way, those those are the only teams the Phillies will play that are above 500 as of right now. That's super ideal. And I mean to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games left against the um, Braves and Mets. You know, you break that down, you'd say ideal. Ideal situation is go nine and five there. Split it up a little bit. You know, that's like best case or worst case scenario. You go nine and five. That's like the worst you want to do against the Braves and the, the Mets there. If you do anything better, fantastic. But I think nine and five should be like the benchmark, um, in those in those games. Five hundred's a little like below expectation. Eight and six is like all right, whatever. 
Nine and five is where I think the Phils should set the benchmark um, in those games. Because it's it's a three-game series against the Mets, four against the Mets, uh, three against the Braves, four against the Braves. So, you know, worst case scenario, you split uh, the four-game series and then you win two out of three in the uh, the other ones and maybe steal a game in, somewhere in there. To get you at nine and five, I mean ten and four would be fantastic. Ten and four would be great. Could you imagine if they go ten and four over the course of fourteen games against the Mets and the Braves to end the season? Hachi machi, that would be amazing. Um, but the Phils, man, they're so back. They're so back. They had alumni uh, weekend this weekend. Fuck Pete Rose. Um, absolutely unbelievable situation. Um, today on the Twitter machine, just from reading quotes and everything, um, I want to pull this up here. Alex Coffey, who does a phenomenal job covering the Phillies for the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, just, uh, crazy situation with her and Pete Rose she um I'm gonna pull it up here um she asked Pete Rose what he would say to people who say his presence at Citizens Bank Park first time he's been invited back uh to Citizens Bank Park sends a negative message to women his response no I'm not here to talk about that sorry about that it was 55 years ago babe uh, Rose is made available after the ceremony. Someone, maybe an agent, said he had something to say to Alex, but he didn't seem to know he was expected to say anything. He asked if he offended her and said, will you forgive me if I sign a thousand baseballs for you before saying sorry? When asked about the interaction earlier uh, by the Associated Press, Rose said, quote, I'm going to tell you one more time. I'm here for the Philly fans. I'm here for my teammates. I'm here for the Phillies organization. And who cares what happened 50 years ago? You weren't even born, so you shouldn't be talking about it because you weren't born. If you don't know a damn thing about it, don't talk about it. Um, just disgusting stuff. And... Again, the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bob Boone was the only member of the 1980 team made available after the ceremony other than Rose. Here's what he said when asked whether the 2017 testimony was a consideration in the 1980 team's push to invite him back to the ballpark today. Quote, uh, my opinion was, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, Boone said. This is the best hitter we've ever had, and he did some things wrong. But I always thought he should be in the Hall of Fame. If I'm taking my kids there to see him, I want to see Pete Rose and talk about how great he was. If he wants to put something on the board that says he did these things wrong, but I always felt he has to be in there. Uh, he's not in there, but I'm telling you, he's the greatest hitter to ever play. Just more deflection and everything. 
Uh, and for the record, Alex also reached out to Rose's agent multiple times on July 31st and August 2nd to ask about the 2017 testimony, and she got no response. One, great job by Alex. Um, that's just like journalistic, like 101, asking the tough questions, doing the damn thing. My hat's off to Alex. She does a fantastic job covering the fills for the Inquirer. You guys should be following her on Twitter. She does a a phenomenal job. Um, Pete Rose is disgusting. I can't believe the Phillies gave him the platform they did on Sunday. I can't believe they let him go in the booth to be on TV with the TV broadcast on Sunday. Just a, a very tone-deaf situation by the Phillies, who are normally very good with the alumni stuff. But I think bringing Pete Rose back after everything that came out with, uh, you know, just the disgusting acts, uh, from him and I'm not talking about the sports gambling shit. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about him having sex with a minor. Like it's just disgusting. There's no place for that. It doesn't matter what you did on the baseball field. That's a reflection of you as a human, not as a baseball player. And the Phillies should not have had somebody like that in the ballpark. They shouldn't have had him, you know, being, you know, pomp and circumstanced around like some sort of show pony. Uh, that did no wrong. It's it's a shame that they allowed that to happen. Um, you know, Pete Rose was cursing on the broadcast multiple times, and I know we curse on this show, but hey, we don't have FCC regulations uh, and like a, a standard of broadcasting to uphold, so we can kind of get away with just saying whatever the fuck we want on this podcast. When you're on TV, you got to keep it buttoned up. You got to keep it zipped up, and Pete Rose was just, it was very disgusting by the Phillies and unfortunate that they allowed that to go down. Um, that's the one blemish on the weekend for the Phils. But where were you when Vince Quinn saved the Philly season? Shout out to my boy Vince Quinn. Uh, does some fantastic stuff over with Bell and the Birdmen. Uh, my cohort, my, my friend, my buddy, my pal. Uh, back on... I can't wait to tag him in the uh, the preview tweet. Back on, let's see, July 28th, Vince Quinn tweeted at me, isn't there a terrible baseball team that you should be watching? After I tweeted uh, a video of Jordan Davis at training camp, uh, just being an absolute rock star, singing for the Eagles team. Uh, and I said, remember when Vince Quinn was upset about this pick at John Barcher? And he said, isn't there a terrible baseball team that you should be watching? That was on July 28th. The Phillies are now 9-1 and since Vince Quinn called them a terrible baseball team. Where were you when Vince Quinn saved the season? Where were you when Vince Quinn doubted the fight in Phils? Worrying about training camp position battles and worrying about a football team that's not going to take the field for a meaningful football game until September 11th. Where were you, Vince Quinn? I love you, brother. But man, were you so wrong about this Phillies team? Were you so wrong about them? Oh, it was fantastic to see. I, I had to go and look that tweet. It hit my mind and reminded me that Vince tweeted about the Phillies being terrible very recently. And uh, I had to go dig up that tweet. And find out what the record has been since Vince tweeted that at me. Shout out to Vince Quinn. 
uh, absolute rock star. But where were you when Vince Quinn saved the Philly season uh, and called them a terrible baseball team? And they've been 9-1 and one since. It's the start of a run. Vince Quinn started the run. Get him on the parade float. Get him on the parade float, ladies and gents. Oh, man. Speaking of the Eagles, it was QB1's birthday. Jalen Hurts gets a crowd of 30,000 people singing him happy birthday after open training camp. Um, the videos coming out of training camp are sensational. The open training camp glorified walkthrough, whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody down at the link doing the damn thing. Jordan Davis is a fucking freight train moving offensive linemen around like they're bugs. Uh, AJ Brown looks like a certified superstar. That's because he wears the number 11, ladies and gents. Uh, he and Jalen Hurts look like they are going to have something special cooking this season. And, uh, man, AJ Brown and Zach Pascal both impressed with, uh, with open training camp today. AJ Brown tweeted, Philly, are you serious? That was practice. 30K plus here at practice. Nah, I love it here already. Today was fun. Only the be only the beginning. Uh shout out to AJ Brown. And then Zach Pascal uh tweeted as well. Philly is lit. All caps. Tonight the fans came through. Gonna be a fun year. 100 emoji. Shout out to Zach Pascal. The boys are cooking, man. But like I said, it's not it's not football season yet for your boy. Although, although, ladies and gents, I do have to say, first preseason game is on Friday, which means this week on your podcast feed and potentially for the first time on a YouTube's Eagles Enemies Season 5 debuts this week as the Eagles take on the Jets. We're working on booking our guests and everything across the board. Uh, but the Eagles make their preseason debut against the Jets. A tradition as old as time. The Eagles and Jets in the preseason. This time the first game, not the fourth game. Or the third game like it normally is. Uh, as they get set for the 2022 season. But Eagles enemies officially back for season five with your boy. We're going to have some fun on that show this year where I sit down with media members across the board from every single team the Eagles play on their schedule, we break down all the matchups. We talk about, you know, going behind enemy lines, how we think the game is going to play out, and just some fun stuff with the guests because it's a lot of people that uh, have been on the show previously that we get back and we build very fun friendships, very fun relationships. Uh, you know, it's a it's an awesome show that started out of nowhere with my boy Wes Euler, uh, who was the very first Eagles Enemies guest. That was just a segment that turned into a podcast series that we do during Eagles season. So Eagles Enemies Season 5 kicks off this week. Podcast feed, Apple Podcast, Spotify on Underground Sports Philadelphia, and on the YouTube channel. Uh, still figuring out if it's going to be its own video or if it'll be inserted into uh, you know, the midweek episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're going to figure that out as we go. Uh, might be its own video though. So stay tuned for that Eagles enemies, baby. Get ready. I'm excited. It's one of my favorite things to do during football season. Cause I learn a lot, uh, around the league type stuff. And it, it really gives me a, a good perspective of the NFL as a whole from, you know, 
different reporters, podcasters, beat writers, uh, TV personalities, radio personalities, you name it. And uh, I built some really awesome like online relationships from that show. So if you're new to Underground Sports Philadelphia, Eagles Enemies is uh, it's lit. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of good matchups this year for the Birds. We got the Jets, the Browns, and the Dolphins in the preseason. So we got a lot of returning guests for those matchups. Uh, and then obviously we got the Lions, the Vikings, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, the Cowboys, the Stillers. So Wes Euler will be back. The Texans, uh, Washington again, the Colts, Green Bay, Tennessee, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and then the Giants. So a lot of good stuff. Ralph Marlborough will be back on, on new, for New Year's Day. Nice little podcast there about the Saints. Uh, we got the Colts, who my boy, my boy D-Walk will be back uh, now covering the Colts. Wes Euler, like I said, uh, Johnny Venerable from PHNX Cardinals will be on. Uh, the Jags, Demetrius Harvey will be back this year. Uh, the Vikings, the one and only Arif Hassan from the Athletic Minnesota, former Hexagon, will be back. We got a lot of fun guests. Dave Burkett is going to—he's already locked and loaded, ready to come on for that first game against the Lions. We got a lot of fun stuff planned for this Eagles season. So buckle up, get ready for Eagles enemies. Shout out Vince Quinn. The uh, Philadelphia Union unfortunately took their lumps uh, against Cincinnati this weekend. It's a tough loss. It's a tough one. They, you come across those. They lose to Cincinnati uh, by a final score. Of what was the final three to one? I believe yes, three to one on Saturday. Uh, they get back at it this coming Saturday though against Chicago. Um, Going to be a fun matchup there as the Union still sit atop the standings in the Eastern Conference with forty five points and pretty much tied for second overall in all of MLS. Uh, only LAFC ahead of everybody with fifty one points because they are a super team. Um, Paxton Aronson scored the lone goal in that game for the Union. Brendan Aronson, I'm going to give him credit for it. He's giving himself credit for it, but the Premier League is not giving him credit for it, which is a bunch of blasphemy and a bunch of malarkey. Brendan Aronson scored his first goal in the Prem this weekend for Leeds United, which I'm sure they're going to be talking about on top bins Monday night. So make sure you guys tune into that on our Facebook page, on Twitter, on Twitch, all that good stuff. Uh, they're going to be talking about the Premier League being back. Uh, that's our premier England and Italian soccer podcast on the network. Uh, so shout out to Matt and Dom. Go subscribe to Top Bins, baby. Um, but Brendan Aronson made his Premier League debut. He's going to tear up the Premier League. I'm so excited for him. Uh, that's kind of how I'm like following along with the Premier League now. I just kind of watch players. I, I kind of view soccer in the same vein as a lot of people view the NBA, where they follow along with players. I'm just following Brendan Aronson for the ride. The kid's a rock star. Um, a lot of people tried to claim that the MLS was a uh, retirement league, and look at that. It's it's simply not. Brendan Aronson is tearing it up with leads, uh, and he's going to be very, very special for them. And I'm excited to see... Uh, you know, just how his season unfolds, how Leeds performs. A lot of American guys on that team. 
So uh, a lot of rooting interest there as the uh, the World Cup draws closer. Because that's coming up this fall. We got a, a fall World Cup, which is going to be very exciting for Top Bins. So subscribe to Top Bins. Follow them on Twitter at FC Top Bins. Um, they're closing in on 100 followers on the Twitter machine. That's our original spinoff podcast, ladies and gents. They did 13 episodes back in 2018, and then when everyone needed them most, they vanished like the Avatar, and then they came back almost a year ago to the day, I want to say. Um, they came back, or to the month, I should say. Uh, Top Ends has been back at it since, I don't want to get this wrong, but they've been back at it consistently since... Uh, Last August, I want to say, was when they came back. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer. Upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's we, how it always goes. Like, like 45 like, minutes and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Bins time. What's up? We're back. They just dropped their 60th episode last week, which was their Serie A preview. Yeah, episode 14, the return you've all been waiting for. August 31st, it was published. So they've been back at it. The end of this month will be a full year of top bins going at it, um, which is awesome. They do a fantastic job. I get to produce that show each and every week, and I learn more and more about soccer. So if you're looking for a soccer podcast, top bins is the one. Go give them a follow. Go subscribe. Go check them out because they're doing really, really good stuff uh, for the network covering the Premier League, covering Serie A, and uh, they deserve all the love that this podcast gets. Um so go check them out. FC Toppins on the Twitter machine. And on Instagram, I believe it's Top Bins Pod. Um, so shout out to Matt and Dom doing the damn thing. Making the making the magic happen, covering soccer for us here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. But uh That's all I got for you guys this week. Shout out to the Phils doing the damn thing. They are so back. It's so nice having meaningful baseball at this time of the year. Um, excited to see how these trade deadline acquisitions continue to progress. Noah Syndergaard is going to take the mound again on Tuesday. Um, rocking that number 43. Oh, yeah, so 43 is Syndergaard's number. 16 is Brandon Marsh. 
And then uh, number 30, David Robertson gets his number back that he wore his last go around here. And then Edmundo Sosa, I believe, is wearing 33 now. <clears throat> um, shout out Cliff Lee. But trade deadline acquisitions are doing well. The kids, the daycare, doing well. Shout out to Bryson Stott's mom as well, interacting with the pod a bit. You know, hey, Mama Castellanos is interacting a ton. Mama Stott, you got to come through. Give the boys a follow and uh, show us some love because we we love Bryson. He's one of our guys as well. We've been on board with Bryson Stott since day one. I remember blogging about Bryson when we drafted him and how excited I was that we got him here. So shout out to Mama Stott and uh, let's go Phils. Ring that bell, baby. Let's keep this win streak rolling. Let's keep this hot season going. It's it's stop boy summer, baby. Uh so we'll be back on Wednesday night, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI if you want to watch us live. Once we get to like 500 YouTube subscribers, we might start going live on YouTube to really just start garnering up the the interactions and the, the growth over there. But subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys. It really, really does mean a lot for this next phase of where we're trying to head as a company. Uh, we need to get to on that road to 1K. We need to hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, so go to youtube.com, search underground sports, Philadelphia in the search bar and, uh, subscribe, smash that like button, ring the bell icon. So you don't miss a single video episode of your favorite underground sports, Philadelphia podcasts and originals. And of course, uh, leave a comment down below how you're feeling about the fills, how you feel about the union, your excitement for the Eagles, what potential guests if you have any for eagles enemies for me let me know uh and of course subscribe to the podcast feed apple podcast spotify and leave those five star ratings and reviews on apple uh it really goes a long way gets us on the charts hits that algorithm lets more people find the show follow us on the socials at underground phi on twitter instagram follow matt on twitter at matt castarina follow me at kbizzl311 Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And like I said, subscribe to the podcast feed, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and a big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their information is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. But this has been episode number 453 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy KB. We're talking about the fightings. We'll talk about them more on Wednesday night. But until then, I'm getting the heck out of here and I'm signing off. Peace. Peace.